choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up? It's Kells. I'm back. This is uh, Thanks for Asking Kells Radio. Um, I'm Kells at KMGG on Twitter. What up? What up? What up? Hope everybody is doing well. Listen, I'm going to tell y'all right now, this this here podcast, I don't know how long it's going to be. Um, and some of y'all might be fin- offended, but this week, y'all have gotten on my fucking nerves. Um, and that might actually be the name of this, you niggas on my nerves. Um, so anyway, let's get started, because I got, I got stuff to say. First, let's start with the yours and never two. That's going out to Janet Jackson for, um, she came to Harlem Week this past Saturday. Now, normally, Harlem Week happens every, well, I guess August, whatever last weekend was, um, right on the street I live on. Um, it starts at, well, there's two parts. On Saturday, they have, they have it from, um, from, what, Lenox West on 135th down to St. Nick. And then on Sunday, they have it from Linux East um, on 135th to 5th, maybe? Yeah, yeah, to 5th. So they break it up. But either way, I live on 130th. My building is on 135th. Um, And she came to um, the Saturday portion at St. Nick. Um, It was dope. I mean, Janet, you know, I've got on here and preached before. is my favorite and, and the goat along with her brother, as far as I'm concerned, um, showed all these girls how to, how to pop star. Um, and she came up on a subway, which I thought was like, I don't know why these stars want to ride the subway. It's a bit much. I know it's like a whole thing. I'm on the subway. I don't know. She was a little late though. So actually it probably might've been not might've been, it is a lot faster on the subway. Like, you know, you can sit in a car, and, you know, 45 minutes and jump on the subway and fight. It's a lot of people in New York, you fancy bougie Negro, y'all swear y'all gotta take cars and Ubers everywhere. I, I don't understand it. I never understand it. You are wasting your time and mine. If I can jump on, if there's any way possible for me to jump on the subway, I will do it because you can get, you know, anywhere in this in New York City on a subway and, you know, I just don't see the dissent in paying to drive five blocks in a car when you could just get on the subway and be there in two minutes. Like time, once wasted, can never get begotten, whatever, redeemed whatever the word is, I've been drinking so yeah, shout out to Janet Jackson great show, it was cool for her to come to Harlem, I mean Harlem, anybody who, New York, y'all know that's Nakia call it niggerville, shout out <laughs> y'all know we're 135th and St. Nick kids right by that school, it was niggerville, and it was hot and it was humid, um, but I, you know I, I, I was smart, I seen people trying to like Maneuver. Well, I had got my hair cut earlier that day. My barber's right there on the corner, 135th and 8th. So I saw all the people gathering, and they were like, yeah, she's coming at 4. And then she verified at 4. So I was like, okay. So I got on my barber, I think, around like 1.30 or 2. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be milling about out here for no two hours. So what? I went and got my uh, a pedicure done and then came up. And when I was getting my pedicure done, I saw that she was on the train. And I was like, oh, perfect timing. So I got done, jumped on the train, went right back up to 135th. And boom, Janet Jackson. So, shout out to her, yours and negative two. 
All right, so many things. What I want to tackle next? Let's do the easy stuff. Crazy Rich Asians saw it this weekend or last weekend, last Sunday. Awesome. It was a cute, and I don't, I'm, rom-coms are like my least favorite genre movie. I just think it's a bunch of patriarchal white woman trash. But um, this was cute. It was good. Um, it was it was really good actually. The Aquafina girl, I seen all y'all little think pieces about her. You know, be, I didn't really have a problem with her. I didn't. Again, I'm not gonna go into the whole thing, but like, you know, you fucking cultural police and and police of black culture. I wish I would stop it. Like, I, listen, I'm from Philadelphia. I grew up around all kind of Asians, Chinese, Korean, Filipinos, Vietnamese, and Cambodians. Okay, and I, you know. I don't know where y'all are from or what schools y'all went to or what kind of life you had, but when I was in school, we went to school with all those people, with the Africans and the Haitians and the West Indians and the Asians, and we all lived in the same area, or even if we didn't, we all went to the same school, we all listened to the same music, we all played together, we were all friends, so we were socialized together. So I don't know where y'all are from that y'all think that these, oh, she's talking with the black scent. What the fuck does that mean? That's how those people talk. They are from Queens. They are from, you know, Philly. They're from... Wherever they from in the city. I don't know where you're from. Maybe you some from some place where everybody's segregated and, and you don't have exposure to other cultures. They're not putting on a black scent. That's how they talk. That's how they came up. They was at the parties with us. Like I don't y'all new niggas, I don't I don't know what y'all be talking about, man. Like I have I have Filipino friends that are blacker than you. I promise. It's real. It's authentic. It's a lot of Asians in South Philly. A lot of Asians in South Philly. Them niggas are just as black socially as you are. Their parents don't speak no English. They're the only ones to translate for their parents. They they be out right with us. They wear the same clothes we wear. They listen to the same music. A lot of them can fucking dance. I mean, y'all watch these dance shows. These fucking Asians can dance, some of them. So... Like, y'all, I just, I wish y'all would shut the fuck up with that, because a lot of y'all spent your whole life, or most of your life, trying to fit in with the white people, or you was the only one at suburban school, and now because, you know, black is in, y'all think y'all the arbiters of race, and you can get to go around and tell somebody who they can be and what they can't do, oh, well, it's different growing up around the culture and in the culture, shut up, shut up, they are from where we are from, they lived in our neighborhoods, they lived next door to us, they lived across the street to us, they played with us, they jumped rope with us, that's all they know, they don't, they, they don't, what you think, they hang out in China? Like, like, I don't understand what it is that you're talking about. Shut up. Shut up. We tired of y'all never left the porch niggas always trying to fucking dictate. Please. Anyway, Crazy Rich Ages is really good. I heard they're gonna, I heard they're gonna have a sequel. Um... I liked it a lot, it was a lot of people in the theater it, uh, again, it exceeded at cold fingers, exceeded expectations like, all these movies that are diverse and that are, you know, targeted towards people of color, always exceed expectations, perhaps your expectations are the problem then, so um, loved it, thought it was funny, thought it was really good um, yeah, go check it out, um so, let me knock the quick shit out first, um, the VMAs I didn't watch them. I, first of all, y'all fooled me with that Cardi gonna open it. I thought it meant Cardi was gonna open it, perform. Cardi looked great. She dropped that baby weight. The dress looked fantastic. The haircut looked fantastic. Her legs looked really good. But she just opened, like, she didn't perform. So I saw that. I was grand open the grand clothes, and I turned that shit off because I had no interest in any of it. Um, and I heard it was terrible. Um, I don't know. The VMAs used to be very prevalent and very... Um, culturally relevant, and it just hasn't been in a long time, and I don't know why that is, um, cause it used to have everybody used to have all the acts, and now it's like they want to target, like, 
I don't know, these white suburban kids, and I, it's just not it. I don't know how many times we have to tell y'all that's just not it. Um, they, 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 they don't set culture. It's us, the colored. We, this is our shit. We created it. We made it what it was. We tell you what's hot and what's not hot. Some, somewhere along the way, y'all got the mistaken idea that y'all are the ones, and y'all can decide. What, that's not how it works. That's never how it works. We let y'all in, we let y'all visit. It's never been y'all shit. And now y'all trying to act like it's y'all shit, and it's not. It's, it's, and it's very corny. So, you know, y'all done pushed all the black uh, execs and everybody out, and, you know, it's abysmal now. Um, okay, what else? I love you. So, I told y'all last week that I went to see um, Black Klansmen, and I liked it. Um, you know, it wasn't spectacular, but it, I liked it. It was good. Um, and I said it was relevant. Well, sometime between, I don't know when, Boots Riley, who made Sorry to Bother You, which I also saw and I liked, wrote some, like, eight-page, single-spaced, double-sided manifesto about, I didn't read the shit, but the gist I got was he was mad at, at Black Klansman and Spike, and, you know, his movie not getting international uh, distribution and all that, a bunch of shit. And he went on this whole tirade about the cop that was in, um, or the, the, the story about the, the cop who was subject to the story was like a co-intel pro, and like just all this just rant, rant, just a rant. And, you know, I just like, dog, your movie, I liked it. I liked your movie, but that shit was never gonna be a blockbuster. It was never, go- it was an indie little art house film, and it was good for what it was, but like, actually, the third act was a little dumb and a little doing the most, and you probably would have had a much better movie without that. Um, the stars really made it, not so much the story, it was Tessa and Lakeith that made the movie, and that's all anybody talked about in the sky. I've read every article about that movie, and they barely talked about the movie, they mainly talked about the two stars. Um, and rightfully so. And like, I just... <sighs> You know, everything. I don't understand what his complaint is. The movie was not a biography of that cop, so whatever that cop, there was a really wasn't the point. The movie was really about it was showing it was about a lot of things, but it was basically showing how. And this is no surprise to black people, but for some reason, it's a surprise to white people. It just shows how the Klan and white supremacists. Um, around, I don't know, I, I'm still not sure when this movie takes place, I want to say late 60s, 70s, I don't know, they got afros and black power and all that shit, whenever that was, um, how the Klan figured out that the hoods and all of that shit was not the move, and they need, and they coordinated to be more business-like, more corporate, and infiltrate companies and police departments and all that shit, and, and how they David Duke basically guided that. That's really and, and and within the story, it shows the beginnings of that, the very beginnings, and that's what the movie is really about. And about and it takes you right up to present day to be like, yeah. And so now look, that's you have police shooting us dead because they're full of Klansmen, and you have all these you know corporations and law lobbying the lawmakers for this racist bullshit because they have white supremacists in them. Like it takes it right up to present day, which is a good movie. A lot of people said it's a little long. I mean, honestly, God bless, I love Harry Belafonte, but there's a whole scene with him in there, I think that I, that wasn't needed, um, I, I don't think we needed that, um, but, 
it's very, it's a good movie. At the end, you know, Spike always has those nice montages with the jazz playing over him. He does that at the end, and he basically shows, you know, all the shit going on current day. And it, it, he shows a flag, the American flag upside down, which if you don't know is the, is the symbol for distress. When you put your nation's flag upside down, that's a, that's a signal to whoever that we're in distress. So, you know, I don't know why Boots, it's not even the same kind of movie. Like, I'm like, why are you attacking it? He taught, he with the whole, oh, it's racism and we don't get distribution overseas. Like, that was never going to be a big movie. Like, it, it wasn't even advertised as a big movie. I liked the movie, but, like, it was, that was never going to be a blockbuster. And I guess since, you know, Get Out won an Oscar now, you know, he thought his movie was on the same level, but it's not, like, first of all, he said himself, he wrote that movie seven years ago, so you wrote that movie at a totally different time, it was more about labor and exploitation, which is something that you can make a movie about at any time in history, like, it wasn't super pertinent to today, that's why I said there was another article where somebody compared, like, Sorry to Bother You to Get Out, and I was like, those movies are totally different, like, one, Sorry to Bother You, it had racial elements, but it really wasn't a race movie, whereas Get Out and Black Klansmen are, like, just because the creator, director, writer, whatever is black, doesn't mean it's a Colt Fingers black movie, his, Sorry to Bother You is more about, like, labor and corporate exploitation, which applies globally, like, it's not necessary, they did have some, some little black, there's a part at the end where, um, Cassius goes to this, like, tech CEO type guy's house, like, because, you know, he's made it to the big room now, he's, you know, now he's like a big, big muckety-muck, and, you know, it's like all these whites and Asians there, and they want him to rap, and he's like, I don't rap, they like, you black, rap, so, I mean, there's some racial elements to it, but it ain't a race movie, um, so, yeah, like, I just... Boots seems really mad, he seems upset, I don't know why, you talk, I've seen little interviews you talked about, you, you know, you tried to get this made for seven years, it was your passion project, you couldn't get it made, um, Tessa Thompson actually is attaching to it, from what I understand, is what sold it, and her and Lakeith, because, you know, she's kind of a really bright rising star now, and so when she, he asked her to do it, he said he wrote her a letter, asked her to do it, and she, at first she didn't respond at all, and then later she was like, yo, yeah, let's do the movie, and so, I mean, I think that gave it a big boost, because she's, you know, she's hot, and she's a rising star, and it's like, oh, okay, so people went to see her and Lakeith in the movie, you got to make it, like, I don't understand what your beef is, like, you know, I, I don't know why you thought that was gonna be goddamn, you know, Rogue One or whatever, like, it never was, so, and I mean, I have, I know Spike hate, tend to hate on uh, movies that, you know, other black people make this do a little better than his, but, you know, this, this was like, you, I don't know, I, I don't know, like, why you thought that movie was gonna be more than what it was, um, alright, so, your, your man, yes, let me save that for last, so your man, um, yesterday, a lot, a lot of things went down yesterday, so, uh, Paul Manafort was convicted on eight of, I don't know how many counts, eight counts of fraud, I don't know how many he was originally charged with, but eight counts of fraud, and Michael Cohen basically made a plea deal, and basically said, yes, um, I did all this fraud and shenanigans and payoffs, um, for the president at his direction with this, uh, uh express purpose of interfering with the election. Now, brothers and sisters and others, who have been listening to this podcast, y'all know 
that going way back, I had been telling y'all that this was a Russian operation. I've actually known that it was the Russian. Well, I didn't know that it was going to be this, but I knew that they were going to start fucking with us all the way back to Snowden. When everybody wanted to call Snowden a freedom fighter and a hero, I was like, no. That motherfucker is the fucking worst, and the secrets that he gave them are very sensitive and they're going to cause us problems because basically what he gave them is the network and so now they can figure out how to okay let's, we want to turn their dams off we want to turn their missiles off we want to crash their planes which I think they are, might already be doing I don't think you think all these this food um, these bacterial and salmonella breakouts are coincidence I don't think so um, all, all these things that they are doing um, they're able to do, particularly the hacking of the machines and all of that, it's not a coincidence that after Snowden went over there and gave them sensitive information that he was not supposed to, because he took it upon himself to be decide what should be done and what shouldn't be done, um, and so now here they, here they are. So I knew this was the Russians' way back, so none of this is shocking to me. What is shocking to me is how fucking obvious that this was a fucking op- operation to sabotage Hillary Clinton and how you motherfuckers just were oblivious to it despite all, you know, the evidence saying so. Like, I mean, I don't know how people are, people are like, oh my God, he showed collusion. The nigga was on national television. He told, he looked into the camera and said, Russians, please hack their, that's fucking collusion right there. Please hack, please hack their emails. Like, I don't understand why everybody's so shocked. But um, Michael Cohen has told, uh, from what I've read, has told everything, um, from what I understand, we're going to, um, come after his wife, because the thing with AML, financial shenanigans and fraud, and all this, you know, financial crime, basically, is that the, the wife, the spouse, they always know, they're always entwined, they always know, so they were going to come after his wife, and so he took the deal, and, he's now said that, you know, he's not going to accept the pardon, and he's willing to tell Mueller everything, um, you know, I don't know, I actually haven't really seen anybody try to, try to make a hero out of him, he's not a hero, he's a scumbag, he did all that shit, but what I will say, and what I have always said is, the thing that I don't understand about these, these people who are just kneeling down at the altar of Trump is he is not loyal, I think what Cohen had realized, like, wait a minute, I did all this shit, and you ain't even, like, you don't give a fuck, like, it's all about you, like, you ain't gonna be giving me no cover, you ain't giving me no shadow, you ain't giving me nothing, you just leave, that's what he just, that's what he does, he, every company he's ever had, he's run bankrupt, he sues everybody, like, I don't understand what y'all didn't understand about it, and that's why I don't get these people who are so loyal to Trump, like, he's gonna throw all of y'all under the bus, he'd throw his own kid under the bus to save himself, he's one of those guys, like, he's a fucking coward, he's a fucking punk, he's a fucking bully, and he's a fucking idiot, and I don't know why all these people think that all of this shit, he's gonna be so loyal to them, like, he's not, you guys are all corrupt, the other guy got indicted, two other people, two other congressmen got indicted today, all this shit is Russian money, they've been funneling to the Republican Party since probably the 90s, we really don't know, but they, probably the 90s, under different, you know, groups, the NRA and other groups, and, you know, that Citizens United just opened the floodgates, because now, you know, you can set up any little LLC on the Isle of Jersey, or wherever you at, call yourself a corporation, and, you know, do some shenanigans, and, and send money to whoever you want, so, you know, it's, it's the Democrats, I don't, I don't know what they're doing, like, all, like, yo, can you imagine if this had been the Democrats, the Republicans would already be in session to have them impeached, the Democrats are still out here talking about midterm elections and swing voters, like, 
I just I cannot with them. I have no faith in them. I don't think I don't know. I don't think they're going to win. Um, Nancy Pelosi is seventy eight years old, and people on internet arguing you down. It's ages. She can still get the job done. She, what kind of fool are you? That you think that you are trying to you are trying to be progressive. You are trying to go forward. You are trying to be in the future. You are trying to shake things up and change things and put policies and things in place to, to lead us into the future. All this shit we doing, all this shit they from the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, that shit is over. This Medicaid, the Social Security, that shit is that baby boomer bullshit. It's over. I don't know how y'all think that 78, 74, 73, however old these old ass white people are. These are should be your leaders to go into the future. This is why people. Should, this is another reason why I think military service should be mandatory because people are just out there. You're really stupid. Like you don't know anything about anything. Your leaders cannot be elderly people who are stuck on shit from thirty, forty years ago. Every issue they talk about, every topic they bring up, is baby boomer shit. That's not going to affect, I'm so tired of hearing about Medicare, Medicaid, so I don't give a fuck, all y'all needs can drop dead on that shit. All I know is, I've been paying into that shit with my tax dollars, and when I get old enough to need it, it's not going to be there, the shit going to be bankrupt. So y'all basically robbing for me to support y'all, and y'all old fucking age, fuck y'all. So, like, I just, look, God bless y'all, I don't care Y'all swear Nancy Pelosi is such a good deal. Look, she probably is. I really don't know anything, any deal that she's made besides, I think, maybe um, ACA, which they're unraveling now, but you don't need a deal maker. This is not the time for a deal maker. This is the time for a warrior. This is the time for a person who knows how to fight, who knows how to push, who knows how to bully, who knows how to get things done. Because the Republicans have turned this country upside down, staged a coup, with this gerrymandering and this Russian interference because they push. When they're in office, they push. When they're out of office, they push. Democrats are scary. They're timid. They think that the, they listen to the media. The media don't know what the fuck they're talking about. The media has convinced them that it turns voters off to talk about Trump. Does it? Does it? The shit is in the news every day. What are y'all doing? Where, where are y'all at? The last of the civility? Like, listen, God bless them. But um, Nancy need to go, Chuck need to go, they need new leaders. These people are too old. And I don't want to, oh, that's ageism. What you sound crazy. Nobody's saying take them out back and shoot them. But I'm, listen, I'm not even millennial. I'm a Gen X. I'm older. And I'm not inspired by these motherfuckers. I'm looking at these motherfuckers like, you, Nancy, you are 80 years old. You fucking 80. Every time she talks, it's Martin Luther King this, Martin Luther King said, Martin Luther nigga. Martin Luther King has been dead longer than I have been alive. And I'm older than all of y'all. So I know he like Martin Luther King was killed in 1968. I've never seen no part of the 60s. None of us have. Like, I don't even know how old you are if you was born in the 60s. Late 60s even. Like, but even then, if you was born in the late 60s, you still, you was fucking uh, born when he got killed. Like, no disrespect to MLK, he's a great man, but like, if you, how are you in 2018 still quoting Martin Luther King? Do you know how many civil rights leaders and young leaders and, and young just activists there are out here that you could be hearing from instead of Nancy fucking Pelosi with her, like, and, and Elizabeth Warren and all these old finger-wagging fucking bitches. Like, what are y'all doing? This is crazy. How, even God bless her, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I told her before she should have fucking retired. Like, dog, I ain't trying to wish death on you, but in five years, probably all of y'all gonna be dead. And what? 
there's such a gap, like, and they talk about it like this, oh, well, you know, we need people with experience, you are 80 fucking years old, lady, you are not holding back 13-year-olds and 17-year-olds, you are holding back 30, 40, 50, 60-year-old people who have ideas and who have plans and who have energy and who are going to make it there with us. That's who you're holding back. You are holding back been grown people. Like the hubris. I'm tired of y'all fucking talking, defending these, the, the hubris that it takes to be that goddamn old and not realize you sit your ass down. Your grandmama at the cookout, do she be up trying to fucking cook all the food? No, she don't. She make her little whatever she gonna make, mac and cheese, whatever. She sit the fuck down and everybody bring her a plate. Like, come on. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of these niggas. Like, you know, oh, Nancy on um, MS Joy Reid. Well, I think I'm still the best person for the job. Of course you do. Because you ain't trained nobody else. Like, come on. Even when the, um, what's that? Alexandra Oscar, whatever her name is. I don't know your name. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't know how far she's going to get. But, like, when she won, oh, that's not an a, a, a indication of thing. Like, sis, it is. Uh, it's an indication that people are tired of y'all's old asses and what you should do is you should support that lady and help that lady be like you know what this is what our future looks like maybe not this lady in particular but these are the ones that's what you do that's what a good you are a poor leader again y'all need military experience I know I sound like the old goddamn uh, major pain but I don't give a fuck the, lead, the military teaches you about leadership and you are not a good leader if you are not training your subordinates your job as a leader is to train your subordinates to replace you because you should be replaced because after a while you're just obsolete not even that you're obsolete you're just not you're not new you're not innovative not saying that nobody's going to lead send you out to slaughter you still have good ideas you still have a role for you but you mentor you give advice you know, hey, don't play it like this, play it like that. You move from the back. You're not out front at the podium because you're not new anymore. You're not fresh anymore. Your ideas, even though you think they're great and you think they're not, they are not because you're not going through what people are going through. Now, these baby boomers, they went to college. Shit was like $50 a credit. The the cost of, of education now is crazy. The cost of loans are crazy. Like, what do you have for that? I don't hear any any of you talking about anything that's going to affect the people who are going to be here. It's all this old shit. We tired of that. We tired of that. We tired. Y'all need to move. And, and shout out to people like John Lewis. Shout out to people like Maxine Waters. Shout out to those people who they say they peace and they play their part, but you don't see them jockeying for the stand. You don't see them saying, oh, I should be this because they know. Because they know, because they were young and in the trenches and youthful, and they remembered that. And now they know, hey, my time has passed, and I'm old. I'm here for guidance. I'm here to to, uh, instruct. I'm here to make way for the next generation and and the generation after that. That's my role now. Because those people got hit with the batons, and those people marched with Dr. King, and those people know what that shit is about. I'm, uh, I'm so, I'm so... I'm tired of this country. I'm tired. Not just. I'm tired of Americans. Like I'm. T- like y'all gotta smarten up. We are fat. We are late. Goddamn news came out yesterday. Kids calling the police about the net game. Your parents are doing you a disservice. They're raising fat, lazy, sensitive, entitled ass, punk ass kids who can't take 
anything. A war is coming, y'all. I know I sound dramatic. I know I sound like the crazy lady on the microphone. A war is coming, all right? It's time. Rev- all revolutions are bloody. No, n- nothing changes without bloodshed. All this peaceful shit, that's bullshit. That's never happened in history. A, a war is coming. Be it a civil war, be it a world war, I don't know, but one is coming. And you motherfuckers are not prepared. I'm trying to tell you right now. If you can't take a nigga slapping you in your neck, you're not prepared. All right, it's enough of that. Leads me to my next topic. And so, as we know, Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, has passed. I got on here just last week before when she was still alive and, you know, said, I hate to see her go. And I did hate to see her go. And now she is gone. And, um, you know, we lost a great, we lost, we lost maybe the greatest American artist of all time. And that is not a controversial statement. All, everybody from Paul McCartney to Mick Jagger to, I mean, every, everybody in rock, um, I don't know, every genre, any genre of music there is, uh, gave it up for the Queen of Soul because she sold a lot of them. Um, Tina Turner and Aretha Franklin showed a lot of those white rock and pop and whatever you want to call it groups how to be artists, and they all say that, they all got, especially the Brits, all the how to be, all that, you know, quote finger soul music that they do, they got that from Aretha Franklin, Aretha Aretha Franklin was one of the greatest, or, or if not the greatest of all time, and I know Stevie's out there, and I know Prince is out there, but again, Stevie and Prince, they looked at Aretha, and her musicianship was underrated, her organ play, her piano play, the arrangement, there's a great clip that people showed of, um, of, um, what's the name, uh, Aretha, her sister Carolyn, when they were arranging, um, Ain't No Way, which, Ain't No Way, in my opinion, y'all argue with me on the tweets, I don't care, I think Ain't No Way is Aretha's greatest song, because it's, Ain't No Way, it's, it's, it's everything about her that is genius is in that song, yes, she got more rocking songs, yes, she got more iconic songs, yet respect, of course, Do Right Woman, I know, there are bigger songs, there are more popular songs, there are songs that are more, um, I don't know, layered, but I think Ain't No Way is one of the greatest songs, period, of all time, and it's the best song Aretha of Aretha's catalog, because it is, it is perfection. Between Sissy Houston in the back, singing like an angel, and Aretha on the, on the lead, just emoting, like I always tell y'all when, you know, it's, I don't, these, these singers that hit every note and they're pristine, that's great, I get it, it's very boring to me, I like singers that have pain and grit and you can, and life in their voice, you can tell that they have lived, like, like, uh, some of Aretha's songs, they just sound like she's just sitting at the piano with a cigarette and an ashtray on one side and a fried chicken breast on the other, with her wig, you know, in the house, but her wig is a little tilted because she's not going outside, or maybe she ain't got no wig on at all, just home, you know, her regular hair, and tickling them keys and, and, and singing those songs. Like Aretha gives you that. That was what that was Aretha's gift, that grit, that soul, and that character. And that's what I like. I like those voices. I, I mean, not that I don't like the other ones. Of course, I, you know, of course I enjoy more technically solid or not, you know, just can hit an old singer of course, but those are not my favorites, those are not the ones that, that really move me, Though you have to deliver the song, and Ain't No Way is a song about a woman who's trying to love this man, 
And it's really like, you know, with all the hyper-masculinity and shit we in now, and I don't know when the Ain't No Way came out, like in late 60s, her sister Carolyn wrote it. Go to YouTube, it's a clip of them putting it together because she don't read music, so Carolyn's like clapping, the church clapping it out for her, and Aretha's playing it. And it's about a woman that's trying to love a man, and he's just, you know, ain't no way. Like, you know, you hard, don't, hard, cold, and cruel is a man who paid too much for what he's, what he's got. And he, he, she just like, if you love me, please just respect me, just love me. All Aretha's songs a lot were about respect and about women being, Aretha was a uh, feminist. It was about women being human beings, not just your wife, not just your plaything, not just all, I, I'm a human being, I have feelings. And if you want me to love you, you gotta love me back. A lot of her songs are like that. And ain't no way. It's like pleading, like, listen, I love you. I'm trying to be here for you, but I can, ain't no way I can love you without all, with, with, if you won't let me. If you're throwing up all these barriers and all this bullshit, and all I'm trying to do is love you. And, I, and the, the arrangement and the vocals is, I think, if you listen to that song, if somebody came down from someplace, Mars, had never heard Aretha Franklin, and they said, play for me an Aretha Franklin song that is that would just embody how good she was, I would play Ain't No Way. I wouldn't play Respect. I wouldn't play... I'm, Do Right Woman is a close second because of the lyrics on that, but I would play Ain't No Way because the piano, the arrangement, the vocals is perfect. It's perfect, and if you can look at that on on YouTube, go ahead. Um, so she passed away. Um, rest in peace. Found out she don't have no will, but whatever. Black folks, please write a will. I don't know why black people do not write wills. Y'all think that y'all can just pray or whatever. You really, you really put your survive. What you're really doing is stressing your surviving family out and putting them in a really bad position. A lot of people upset about Prince and had all the shit to say about Prince. Listen, when you don't leave a will, then your survivor family have to do what they have to do. All kinds of things occur when you don't have a will. There's taxes, who gonna get this, arguing over, well I did this, that's why you write a will. This is my property, this is what I have, I want this to go there, I want that to go there, and it's solved. That's it. Stop putting your family in that position. It's very stressful. A lot of families break up, especially with something like $80 million divide up. Well, I'm the favorite son. Well, I went on tour. Like, don't stop it. Write a will. It's not hard. All you got to do is write a piece of paper. Look, I want the house to go to whoever. I want the car to go to whoever. This can go there. That can go there. Whatever's left, y'all split it even. Sign it. Date it. That's it. That's enough. Stop leaving your family. Anyway, off subject. Um... So Aretha, you know, passed away, and all this week, everybody been like, okay, you know, who's going to do, what's the service going to be, when the funeral going to be, first of all, and who going to be doing the dedications, because the VMAs is coming up, ain't nobody want them to do it, everybody's like, look, we know, please, we, it's okay, y'all, it's okay, white people, y'all ain't got to do it, that wasn't Aretha's crowd, Aretha ain't, now, I don't think Aretha ever showed up to the VMAs, I don't think Aretha gave a fuck about the VMAs, it's good, y'all, just leave it to us. Y'all ain't got to do it. Just put her name, just put her face up on the screen. How to do the little, uh, what is it called? Montage for people who pass. Just do that and play her, play her song. Just put her face up there, play a song. That's cool. We don't need nothing else from y'all. They ended up sending Madonna out there. Now look, I I get the logic. We're not gonna have none of these little young little new chicks out here talking about Aretha. Y'all don't know nothing from Aretha. We need a, Aretha was a legend and an icon. We need a legend and an icon. Go get my. I get it. But I just wish y'all would have not, because Madonna don't know nothing about Aretha either. 
All right, like I love Madonna. Madonna is listen. You can't know. You can talk all the shit you want about Madonna. Madonna showed all these girls how to pop star, and Madonna has been relevant for damn near forty years. And Madonna has hits upon hits upon hits. Okay, you can say whatever fuck you want. None of these motherfuckers have been relevant as long as Madonna. All right, but we, she not. She don't know Aretha Franklin either. Okay, Madonna is a pop artist, not the greatest singer. Icona in her on her own has changed pop culture on her own, has pushed pop culture on her own, has showed all these little other, has made a lane, basically, she did, for all these other little white pop girls to come in and do what they're doing right now. That's all Madonna. That's, you cannot deny that. But she don't know from Aretha Franklin either. And we didn't need her at all. She went up there and talked about herself. She says it wasn't Aretha tribute. Perhaps, I feel like they told Madonna, go up there and just talk about how she influenced you, and that was her interpretation, I don't know, whatever, we need it, anyway, so as the day goes on, people are, you know, suggesting who should, uh, you know, who should uh, tribute, and what I said was, and people, listen, whenever it's a black person involved, y'all always name them two, is Lettucey, Ladit, whatever fuck, and Lady Hathaway, God bless both of them, but neither one of them need to be doing Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin, first of all, is a, is a unpar- unparalleled talent, okay? She is a talent that is above, above, okay? When you got Elton John and, and uh, all these fucking greats getting on the internet like this lady right here is it and nobody else matters, you, that's when you know Aretha Franklin was on the cover the day after she died. She was on the cover of every major newspaper. In the, I, I, she was on the front of the Wall Street Journal. I said, "Damn, the Wall Street Journal." She was on the front of the Wall Street Journal, New York Daily News, every every newspaper. Aretha Franklin was everything. I saw a white man on a train, what maybe maybe forty years old, and like his little suit, whatever, looked like a banker reading the Aretha Franklin article. Like Aretha touched everybody. Murphy Brown, a show that came on in the 90s, like, Aretha was everything, she was beyond, um, so I didn't, I don't think Layla and none of them people are appropriate for, first of all, they are R&B singers, they're kind of jazz, they're not soul, Aretha was a soul, blues, church singer, now I know the Layla Hathaway, she did the Mahalia Jackson on, whatever the Martin Luther, I can't remember now, the Selma, you know, okay, great, she's saying that, but I feel like they was like, look, saying this as close to Mahalia Jackson as you can, and that's what she did, that don't mean she can do Aretha, Aretha was a gritty singer, Aretha was one of them singers, like I said, it made it sound like she, you know, had been in a juke joint at one point, with cigarettes and a jar of pickle pig feet, just hung over, voice, right, and she's a legend, legends only, like you can't just have anybody out there from Aretha, I'm sorry you cannot, Elton John uh, Carole King who wrote one of her most uh, well known and iconic songs people of that caliber if you don't know who Carole King is, look her up people of that caliber, Elton John Paul McCartney Diana Ross, she ain't got to sing but she can come otherworldly talents, people who, who their legacy is is just beyond okay, and people who embody what Aretha embodied, Fantasia, 
Mary J. Blige. People was on the, Mary J. Blige, she can't hit, she can't sing. It's Mary J. Blige, first of all, Aretha did a song with Mary J. Blige, so Aretha liked Mary J. Blige, so case closed. But she has what that grit, that soul, like, you have to deliver the song. Mary delivers that feeling. Mary has that, that whatever that is, that some of them singers, the Etta James had it too. Etta James is another one of my favorites. She had that, she could deliver the song. A lot of people can sing, but not a lot of people can deliver the song. And not a lot of people have that distinctive voice that as soon as you hear it, boom, that's Aretha. Boom, that's Mary. Boom, that's Fantasia. You, as soon as you hear it, they just have that distinct sound. And Fantasia, just like Aretha, grew up in gospel and grew up in the church. And I've, y'all know I don't be in nobody's church, but I've seen Fantasia do gospel performances, and that girl is commands a stage. So she's fine to come. And I'll tell you who else. I said they can only invite one white girl, maybe two, but only one can like sing or, you know perform, and somebody said Carrie Underwood, Carrie Underwood can sing, that's a singing ass white girl, but nah, she don't have the grit like Kelly Clarkson does Kelly Clarkson and she another one that tweeted, Kelly Clarkson is a singing ass white girl, and she has that, that she's from Texas, and she has that country juke joint get down deliver a song voice, and, and Kelly Clarkson can come, if y'all want to invite one white girl to sing, it could be Kelly Clarkson so all day we going back and forth, everybody laughing, everybody joking. Here come your girl, Lovey. Now, from what I understand, I, I don't. I've only seen her on Twitter. From what I understand, she wrote a book that nobody liked, and they said she just took everything from Twitter and stole it. I ain't read it. I ain't never gonna read it. I don't care. She comes through, and just I don't know. First, she started out with why? What, oh, because people said Patti Labelle. Patti Labelle's another one. She's a church singer. She has that. She delivers the song. She delivers the emotion. Same thing. Why would they have Patti knowing they hate each other? So. I saw that, but I let it go. But a couple people was like, actually, no, they don't hate each other. They were competitive, and they were both divas, and divas going diva. But if you know anything about Aretha Franklin and her history, or Patti LaBelle and her history, they were good friends. Well, I don't know about good friends, but they were peers, and they've been on shows together, and they laughed. You know how, first, here's the thing. African-American culture is distinct. I know we all black, but we ain't all African-Americans. Okay, we're not. There's all different cultures. And, you know, black culture, as much as people like to say that black people don't have a culture and, you know, we don't have this and we don't have that, American culture is black culture. Everything that is fly about this country came from black people. And our, our culture is so pervasive. We are brilliant people. Our culture is so pervasive and so spread across the world that people sometimes feel like it has no boundaries. Because we allow a, a lot of people to visit. We allow a, a lot of people come visit. You know, I told y'all last week, Sam Smith, Stephanie Mills um, pulled out the, threw the hot grits on him. You know, we allow, we allow you to come visit. We allow you to stay. We allow you to hang around. We do. We allow, allow, uh, we allow a lot of people to visit our culture. But if you get too comfortable, you find out. We do have rules. We do have a culture, and it's not the same. Everybody that's black is not African-American. African-American has a very unique culture, and it's the culture that everybody across the world, Craig, 
is trying to emulate. Y'all dress like us. Y'all talk like us. Y'all use our slang. Y'all bop into our music. Y'all, you know, everything about us, y'all imitating while y'all telling us we don't have no culture. We don't see us trying to make jollof rice. You don't see us trying to, whatever, you know, up in the day doing whatever y'all do. You don't. We appreciate it. We be like, yo, that's fire, and we watch y'all do it. But y'all don't see us trying to imitate y'all. But the whole world tries to imitate us and tries to do what we do and tries to talk like we talk while telling us we ain't got no culture. Okay, sure. So she said that, and a lot of people took offense because they were like, actually, that's not true. They're doing what old black ladies do. We call it shade, another term y'all took from us. We call it shade, where it's like little polite, little basically playing the dozens. I know everything now is bullying, and everybody got to get up in a little fetal ball because somebody called you a name, and you just got to go run to the police, and it's bullying, and reports got to be filed, niggas got to go to jail because somebody said your mama. I know. But we call it playing the dozens. It's a way you show affection to people. It's like you crack on each other. It's a time-honored African-American tradition, okay? You got to be African-American to know that, okay? And, again, yes, we are all black, but we not all the same. Like, we, okay, we in the neighborhood. We all black. We all live in this neighborhood. But this our house. Your house is over there. This is our house here. Don't come tracking mud in our house and coming in our house and putting your feet up and getting too too comfortable. Like, no. So people took offense because, first of all, we're all sad and in mourning because Aretha freshly died. Like, they just announced it. So we all sad. What did, like, the legends, our legends are dying. Prince is dead. Michael Jackson's dead. Whitney Houston is dead. Now Aretha Franklin is dead. Aretha Franklin. So it's like, and, and again, like I said next week, it's not like there's anybody coming to replace these people. These people are gone from us forever. Like, we will never see these kind of people again. And so it's like, God damn, like, we just out here. So we tender, and here you come, just being culturally, in a, just, inter, just interjecting where it's not your place to interject. You clearly don't know enough about the culture and what you're talking about because you're on the tweets tweeting recklessly. Patti LaBelle and Aretha Franklin did not hate each other. Aretha would love for Patti because... Again, Patti LaBelle is one of them level singers. Like, Rita would have her there. Like, hell yeah, Patti LaBelle sing at my funeral. Okay? Like, so you already starting off wrong. Because, again, everybody think they could just visit our culture and be in our culture, and it's okay. You know, because, you know, we all black. No. Then, I don't know. I wasn't following, but I guess she tweeted something about, somebody said Tevin Campbell. And she was like, who's heard that name, and like, just dismissed Stephen Campbell like he was nothing, and the class, the 8th grade, <laughs> the 8th grade class of 1995 came for that wig, because they was like, what you won't do is talk shit about Tevin Campbell who sang tomorrow, because every black, every black child that graduated from elementary or middle school, and like, from like 1990, I don't know when that show came out, let's say 1993, to like 1998, saying goddamn tomorrow <laughs> at their graduation and Tevin Campbell put out one of a classic a classic R&B album can we talk that joint could come out today and be a banger that was a classic classic album and just started talking shit about Tevin Campbell to the I mean listen Missy Elliott and artists like real artists I saw Missy Elliott I saw was it Pharrell it was somebody else, it was some big artist, not like no Johnny come, some big artist that were like, hey, sis, like, you need to chill, Tevin is, <laughs> that's Tevin Campbell, right, jumped in her ass, so, 
it just went on all day, and you know, she now I've heard she's broken the blog page, and I even tweeted. I was like, look, because this is the thing. I I love everybody, and yes, we are all black, and I you know I will defend us against any Caucasian, you know, foreign or domestic, any whoever, anybody got one smoke for black people, I will defend against any enemy, foreign or, or domestic. But I, you know. People again, they try to, they try, they disrespect us. Okay, they disrespect African Americans and they act like, like I said, we don't have no culture and it's okay. And yeah, I'm African. We have, you know, we have all this culture and all of this and all that. Like we don't, we do. African Americans, we have culture and we have mores and and stuff like every other society. And um, you gonna respect it. And so when you come in on a day when everybody's in mourning and everybody's already uptight and disrespecting our legends like, I mean, I don't know if Tevin Campbell's a legend, but he's he's somebody that is dear to the African American community he's somebody that if you are a part of our culture you would know that, you would know not to get on and talk about Tevin Campbell like he ain't shit you would know that, so my issue is, and I tweeted this like, yo, you know everybody, we let everybody in our culture, we let everybody in, we do, we let y'all visit, but don't don't get it fucked up, don't think that that means that you can just say whatever, and do whatever, and not show respect for what we do, and the thing that really bothers me about a lot of these other blacks that are not African American, who are not born and raised here, they come from other places, is they come from other places and they got all this shit to say, and they talk all this shit, oh, how come, you know, they always talking down on African Americans, like, you know, we just doing so bad, and why don't you own it, first of all, first of all, the whole reason that you can come here to this country as a black is because of African Americans, because we fucking fought our way out of slavery, and then out of Jim Crow, and, and, and we are the only people African Americans are the only people in this country who have ever made the United States attempt to live up to what it claims that it is. You claiming every man is created equal, you claiming, you know, all of this shit, but you ain't treating everybody this way. Well, guess what? We not having it no more, so we gonna fight a war, whatever. We did that. We fought for civil rights. We fought for the 14th Amendment. We did that. And it applied to everybody. But we're the only ones that made this country ever stand up to what it's supposed to be, that allowed you to come over, cause your black ass wouldn't come, wouldn't come wasn't no Africans coming over here in, in 18 and 1900s, not as free people, fuck out of here so we did all that, and we broke our backs and, you know, bled, died hung, lynched, whatever for our freedoms, for ourselves, but that applied to everybody else, we did the heavy lifting and then y'all wanna come over here and talk shit and I always have time for that. I don't let the Africans do it. I don't let the Latinos do it. I don't let the, and I know there's black Latinos, but y'all know what I'm talking about, them ones. I don't let the Asians do it. I don't let nobody do it. Because America owes black Americans a debt. Because we're the ones that said slavery, nah. Nah, bro, we not doing that. No. And if we all got, if you got to shoot every one of us, you're just going to have to shoot every one of us. We're not doing that. Then we said black codes, nah. The paper, piece of paper say that we got a right to vote. So we gon' we fought for it and we won and we gotta write the vote, so we gon' vote. Fuck your clan, fuck all that. We gon' vote. And that's just gonna be it. We did that. Um and so, you know, I, I just I, I don't that annoys me. Because it's like dog, we, we fought yeah, we we we're not doing as well as Caucasian, but there's a reason for that. 
It's called white supremacy and it's called slavery. We had to fight our way out of that. Goddamn civil rights bill was just signed in 1965. It's 2018. So you're talking about two, uh, the, almost the entire history of this country. We're fighting our way out of a bondage. That's what we were doing. So excuse us if we're a little behind, but what's y'all excuse? Y'all, why y'all ain't running the world? Since y'all so much better than us and y'all culture is so much superior than us and y'all got huck, y'all motherfuckers conquered by the French, the Portuguese, the Belgian, the Dutch, and now the Chinese, and whatever other fucking European wanted to come in, the Portuguese, everybody in the world then colonized y'all. So, like, worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. Don't come over here talking shit to us. Don't come over here disrespecting our culture. Yes, we allow you. We bring you in. Again, we defend all by black against foreign and domestic and all enemies like this ice shit and all this deportation shit. Yeah, we know they trying to they do it to the Haitians and all that shit too. No problem. But like, don't come over here disrespecting us. Don't don't disrespect us. Don't act like you think you better than us. Like you gonna come over here preaching to us when your own fucking country done been exploited down to the very last mineral. Y'all don't own, you know, like, get the fuck out of here. Y'all, y'all the ones that sold us over here, okay? Sold us into slavery. And now you coming over here and got shit to talk, don't do it. So, she got fucking ran to the corner because it's like, sis, you out of line, you speaking out of turn, you're wrong. And rather than just saying, yo, actually, if you were any kind of cultural, if you had any kind of self-awareness at all, you just would be quite, like, there's certain, this is what we hate, this is what we don't like about others, I'll say others there's a certain level of just respect that you should have like when I go, like when I again, I said I grew up with Asians, I I had some Asian friends, when I went to their house their little cultural things were different, they take their shoes off, they bow to their parents they're very um, deferential to their parents extremely, it's a whole different culture and I would just stand back and watch and just observe and you know whatever they invited me to do, I would do it because it's not my culture and it's not my place and it's like you have to, have, you gotta know when something is just like, you know what let me just say, alright rest in peace Aretha Franklin and I you know, I hope they get the tribute right but like you just jumping all in the shit like it's, like it's everything is everything, no and clearly you're not, you're not enmeshed enough in the culture because you're making you're saying things that nobody who's in the culture would ever say and then you want to like make it, then you want to make a fucking racial case about it. Like, I'm tired. Look, I am sick. And this is probably, like, some of y'all are probably going to get mad at me. I do not care. I am sick and tired of you motherfuckers trying to turn everything into a goddamn racial war or a think piece or an attack on your fucking identity. Oh, you're attacking my Africanness. No, we're not attacking your Africanness. What we're telling you is. You're being a little um, out of line right now, and you're being a little rude, and perhaps you should mind your business. We don't come over there telling you how to make that rice, do we? No, because we don't know. Why would we? And I'm just like, all of y'all, I'm just tired of everything. Everybody got something to say. It's, oh, well, colorism, and you're just saying that because I'm light here. You said, no, no, no. I'm t- I got on here to talk about colorism. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of, listen, I'm sick of y'all, and y'all little isms, okay, I don't, somebody, I don't care, like, I, oh, light-skinned people, y'all think this, and y'all think that, do we, do we, do we think that, how would you know, 
Have you ever been light-skinned a day in your life? No, you have not. What are you talking about? Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, we understand that colorism is a thing, but we don't want to talk about that shit at dinner. You don't know what the fuck I think. When I get up every day, I don't think, oh, I'm light-skinned. Let me go over. I really don't. I don't think anything is light-skinned. You think something as a light-skinned. And that's your issue. That's not mine. I don't talk about this shit at dinner. Oh, well, that's privilege. You don't have to think about it. Fucking fine. Fine, then. Let it be fucking privilege. Because, honestly, for every little sob story you got about something that happened to you because you dark-skinned, I have one that happens to me about light-skinned, but you know what? I'm not, I don't want to argue about it. Because whatever I say, you're going to come back and try to holocaust me and tell me, oh, that, that, that's not the same. So who wants to argue with somebody? Like, y'all clearly want to be aggrieved. And we understand colorism, we understand all that, but I don't understand why we have to have these conversations all the time about everything. Nobody telling you to shut up because you're dark-skinned. We're telling you to shut up because you're saying stupid shit right now. We're not telling you to shut up because you're African. Like, y'all want to throw up all this bullshit like a shield when it's just you. Like, nigga, we just don't like you. There's so many issues and problems with what you are saying right now. We don't even get to all that shit, and I'm just tired of you niggas, I'm tired of everything if it's two words, I wish they would take from y'all, it is privilege and appropriation cause I'm fucking tired of it I'm fucking tired of it I promise you none of us light skin for, and I don't maybe your little one cousin from somewhere think he he's a fool, whatever we don't, I'm telling you, these secret light skin meetings y'all think we have, we decide, I can't tell you how many times I've been somewhere with somebody, oh, well, that's because you light skin, you know y'all light skin people think, that do it, is that what we think? Is that what we think? Because I don't even think about that shit, you think I get up in the morning, oh, I'm light skin, let me put my light skin feet on the ground, ooh, let me bring my light skin air, ooh, let me go out, like, no, I don't even think about that shit, so you bring it up, oh, well, that's privilege, is it privilege? My black ass get called a black ass just like you do, I promise you, but again, I don't be wanting to argue because you ain't gonna win because it's like it turns into I can I out holocaust you and I can turn it's like whatever, fine, fine. You seem to be very invested invested in being aggrieved, so be it. I just want y'all to know I'm tired of y'all. I'm tired of y'all talking about your hair texture. I'm tired of y'all talking about who they only who they only like. Like I'm tired. Like shut up. Shut up! Like, do y'all know how fucking annoying y'all are? Like, so many of y'all have, are just so wrapped up in what other people think of you. Like, whoa, who? What goes on in your life that you just like so invested in? I don't know acceptance. Like, 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 nigga, live your life. Go find the people who want to be with you. Stop making everything a fucking issue. Like, goddamn, like this girl done turned this whole people dragging her over Tevin Campbell, rightfully so. She done turned it into her being African and anti-blackness. And it's like, all oh, y'all, y'all can't ever just say, you know what? I was wrong. Maybe I don't know everything that I think I know. Maybe I'm out here talking out of turn. Maybe I'm just running my mouth and don't really know anything I'm talking about. And maybe people are not doing all of this, maybe I was just wrong, maybe I should have just, maybe I just didn't realize that Tevin Campbell actually is, is really good artist, and a lot of people, uh, actually liked him, and I sounded actually crazy in saying what I said, like, never, y'all can't never do that, it always gotta be turned around to some kind of ism, and I'm so tired of that shit, everything gotta be something else, it's not, niggas just don't like you, you just say dumb shit, maybe you ain't that cute, I don't know, Ugh, I'm just, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, that shit is so corny, it's very, very, very corny, it's extremely corny, I just want y'all to know, um, yeah, so, 
tick all that off. But that that yeah, another real quick thing I wanted to say. Oh, I'm sorry, how I forget this. Your girl Nicki Minaj had a meltdown, and it continues to have a meltdown. I ain't never liked Nicki Minaj. I've told y'all before. I've never liked her from day one. I didn't like the fake bisexual shit. I just didn't like her. And honestly, I don't know what the big deal is. Sis had a, her monster verse and a few other features. She doesn't have one song that's just her that's hot or that's a hit. All her hits are features of somebody else's song. Um, I don't even know of any tour that she's carried by herself. Maybe I just don't know, but I haven't heard of it. Sis did super bass, and the Caucasians liked her, and that's what made her a superstar. Before that, she was just a regular old girl with some verses. Y'all, y'all give her so much, but I'm not gonna argue with no Nikki stands. I'm not, but I just never seen it before. She had a few verses I like. I've told y'all before. Beyonce put her on the track, and she thought that meant that she was on that level. And somebody people be like, "Oh, she's on the level of Rihanna, Beyonce." No, she is not. No, she is not. No, she is not. Okay? No. All the fucking awards and streams and, 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 and Grammys, well, all the Grammys that Beyonce has and all the fucking number one hits and, and records sold and, and dope albums that Rihanna has and, and endorsements and all that shit. Nikki be on the fucking tweets begging for endorsements, talking about everything is racist. Everything. She always want to make her little petty grievances, civil rights issues. I'm sick of her. I don't like her. I never liked her. Um... She not had a meltdown. She did, Cardi B has that girl stressed and uptight. And she has been going at Cardi nonstop since Cardi been on the scene. Cardi ain't said a goddamn word to her and put out that hot-ass album. And, it, you know, the conversation around... Listen, I never would say that Cardi is like a super rap lyricist, but, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's what Cardi came to be. Cardi came to be to do exactly what she's doing, which is be a pop star and blow up. Um... You know, I'm tired, like, so the point of this is, this is ongoing conversation about people want to call Cardi a gimmick, and all oh, this person, just they, they only have a team, and it's, and, and it's real artists out here, and they just don't have the team, and they don't have to push. Listen, the Tiana Taylor fiasco, listen, your, your faves are flops, okay? And they're flopping for a reason. Yes, Cardi has a team. Yes, J-Lo has a team. Yes, Rihanna has a team. Because people who work in music, they know something that is a product when they see it. And they tend to gravitate toward those people. And part of being a talent, y'all problem is y'all think you only, talent only means you can sing or you can dance or you can act. And half of these motherfuckers don't even do that well. Y'all hyping them the fuck up. Tiana Taylor cannot sing to me. Sorry, whatever. I'm not hating on her. I think she's a cute girl. I think she needs to go get down to Wilhelmina Models and get a contract and do that. I don't... She's been trying to be an artist for 10 years now. It's not popping off because it's not. Like, yes, you got a body. You can do a couple dances. That don't make you a star. It don't make you an artist. And I'm tired of this little fucking whisper music. Like, everybody ain't meant to be an artist, dog. Like, you might just be a songwriter. They make it like, go write the songs. You you not it. You, you, you whisper singing, this ain't it. This little dancing, you know, this is cute, but, like, this ain't it. And I'm just tired of y'all with that. Yes, artists have teams because artists with talent, they know, okay, I'm not that good at this. Let me get that guy, because he is. People talking about J-Lo snatched Ashanti song. First of all, J-Lo was a bigger star than Ashanti. That's how she got the song in the first place, because she had people in her corner that had the leverage to get the song. That's the business. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Jennifer Lopez is a huge star. She was huger then. She's huger now. Like, sis, write the song, take your royalties. Like, I'm so tired of this shit. Y'all always trying to downplay. Cardi, Cardi, 
is not the best rapper, no, but she is charismatic as fuck, she's a fucking star, she doesn't take herself too seriously, she's enjoying herself, and she's happy, and it exudes, and she makes bops, like, how can you be mad at that, oh, well, she ain't better than Nicki, Nicki, first of all, I ain't saying Safari was right in your rhyme, sis, but I'm saying your shit been cold grits ever since y'all broke up, you ain't had a, you rock King Kong with King Kong with King Kong with King Kong on that Chung Lee bullshit, your shit has been trash, it's been cold grits, and I ain't never think it was that great anyway, but whatever, like, I'm tired of that shit, y'all always, like, yes, people have teams behind them, because that's always been the way, ain't nobody never jumped off their back porch and, and been a star, Aretha Franklin, perfect example. They show all these videos of 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 her when she was at Columbia versus when she was at Atlantic. Because the records she was making when she was at Columbia are a lot different than records she was making when she was at Atlantic. And people, a lot of people, point to her Atlantic, her time in Atlantic as the time when she became an icon. That's when all a lot of the classic songs that we associate with Aretha were at Atlantic, but if you know anything about the history of Aretha Franklin, she was out for, I think it was seven or eight albums before she really caught on, and they, they just show all the different teams she had when she got with Jerry Wexler, it shit changed like, cause you have to switch people out people didn't know how to use her, they had her singing the wrong songs, um, when she got to Atlantic, they let her open up, and they let her be more gospel, and like her, her, what she was, and that's when she took off all these artists have always had teams Y'all just sound crazy. Y'all always trying to like like it's just coincidental. Oh well, you know, FKA flops could have did it too. No, she's just not that good. Like she's not that good. She's not that great of a singer. She's not that great of a dancer. Her music is terrible. A lot of these people they need to hire pub- publicists. They need to hire marketing because your imagery is terrible. Like them twelve gays over there hyping you up, girl. I know, but that ain't it. Like they like you, but you're not that great. And I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of it. And the older I get the more I get tired, because like, look, when I was 18, I listened to all kind of people like, oh, well you gotta get on the internet, I don't, I don't wanna get on the internet, I don't wanna get on the internet, cause if it was really that good, I would've heard it I would've heard it, and I would've got to it and I would know it, okay, when I was younger 18, 20, yeah, all of us young we scoured from music and we listened to the obscure hey, did you hear this, did you hear that, but now I, I feel like it's not really obscure, it's just really, not, it's just not that good the stuff that's good comes through it, it does, I, it, it just does I, you're not convincing me that there's some great artists out there that's just like, everybody missing it, because you know labels ain't invested no more, maybe it is I don't know, but I feel like somebody somewhere, some A&R because these motherfuckers don't just sit around like, you know, watching Love and Hip Hop they go to clubs, they go to shows, they on the internet that's how they found Justin Bieber they on the internet, they looking for these talent and these, and these people I just feel like if they was out there, they would be found whatever, maybe I'm wrong but like, the, like Aretha, these great talents that going, and like these new ones is coming up. They just not it, and like everybody just can't be a star. Like, girl, you don't you don't sing that well. Like, you write great songs, you write great songs, or you make great beats. Do that, do that, or you know, go get your little agent to get you on some some auditions and go be on TV. Like Karuchi on a motherfucking hit show. Like, like everything ain't for everybody, and I'm just tired. I'm tired of y'all stretching like oh well so and so only got this because so and so has 20 number one hit songs because so and so is fucking talented okay because so and so can deliver those songs and so and so has stage presence and so and so you know knows how to do her marketing and knows how to market herself or knows how to hire the people who can okay and y'all know who I'm talking I'm talking about my fave alright she's the baddest bitch not by accident okay that whole vision for, for our for our um 
for rated R that shot her to like superstar and took her out of the out of line with all them other R&B chicks that was all her vision that one J that wasn't none of them that was her saying look I don't want to do that shit y'all got me in anymore that's this is what I want to go that was all her I'm just like y'all like they just they're flops they're not that great God bless Tiana Taylor you know her little tweets or whatever she could use a publicist a lot of them they on the internet they on the sound they, they tweeting reckless they saying crazy shit your girl Nikki done ruined her whole career, like, like, dog, like, what are you doing? All this number two, number one, calling uh, Travis a whole ass. First of all, Travis's album is better than yours. Queen, uh, whatever. The Nicki fans, they hype everything up. Everything is just so great. That shit, I, I, no, thank you. I don't think it's that great at all. I didn't. I just didn't think it was. It, you know, it ain't the worst thing I ever heard. But um, I, I didn't. I don't. It's cold grits to me. Travis' album's way better. Okay, she on the tweets hollering about not being number one. Dog, Rihanna anti leaked, and I think the first week sold, uh, posted like what, 465 copies. The next week, so it took the third week because shit leaked for them to get the real numbers. And that's just they, and, and, and Rihanna ain't say a word. And that shit stayed on the charts for two and a half years because it was a good album. Because it was an album full of hits. It was a classic, it was a masterpiece. Okay? And that's all that matters. That shit was on the charts for two and a half years. Y'all motherfucking faves gotta worry about their first week numbers because their music, it, it, it fucking comes out from the hype. Oh my gosh, someone's gonna put an album out. Here it comes. Everybody listening. The shit ain't that great. And it drops out the second week. So yeah, your first week numbers mean everything because you're not making music that lasts. You're not making quality music. I don't, I don't give a fuck. You might be making alright music. You might be making okay music. You might be making decent music. But this shit don't be that great. It, I'm sorry, it'd be a lot of hype, it'd be a lot of stands, it'd be a lot, and I, and I love Rihanna, but I don't, when, first of all, the Navy rules, when we don't like something that she do, we just don't comment on it, we just, we don't hype it up, we just, been some outfits she had on, and I just scroll right on past, nope, they don't like that, we don't mention it, <laughs> we don't say nothing, those Navy rules, we don't say nothing, or, if you post it, you'd be like, oh, nice ponytail, like, find something positive to talk about, that's our rules, Rihanna just, it's very few times, I didn't like Birthday Cake. That annoyed me when she did the song with Chris Brown. I hate it. It's, I, I hate the song. I hate that she did a song with Chris Brown. I hate that she did that song with Chris Brown. I hate it. It's one, I cannot, if you name one song that I cannot stand, that I wish she had never recorded, it is Birthday Cake with Chris Brown. Okay? Not everything she does is, we just ignore it. But like, you know, it's, it speaks, it's, she speaks for herself, so, you not nah, you can say what the fuck you want, I'm never gonna argue down, cause a lot of y'all fucking other stand bases, y'all be saying shit, but there don't really be no receipts, oh, she the greatest in this, and she sold the most, well, no, not really, well, she doesn't, no, 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 not really, this is the one stat you lead in, yes, I will give you that, that one stat, yes, you lead in that, absolutely, nobody can deny that, but the rest of these are not facts, I'm <laughs> so sorry, I don't know what to tell you, I don't know what you want me to do, it's not facts, for any of your faves, it's just not okay, um, but yeah, like, like, it's part of the reason why shit is trash, because uh, like, y'all just, y'all not realistic like, stop forcing these fucking acts on us, they just not good, nobody is sleeping on them, nobody is missing anything they're just not that good, if they were we would, we would pay attention I'm sorry, it's just not, okay um Wow, I've been talking a really long time. But, you know, I just, I had to, this week has been, and it's only Wednesday. Um, just, I just, everybody fuck out my face. Like, fuck out my face, fuck out my face, fuck out my face. Like, I just can't, I cannot. 
Uh, Aretha was my favorite. Um, the funeral ain't to the 31st black people. I don't know. Y'all be keeping people on ice for my dad is Muslim, and I know a lot of Jewish people. They got to be. They can't. They, within forty eight hours, they got to be buried. We don't. Well, we don't do that. <laughs> Aretha gonna be on ice for three damn near three weeks. Like okay. Um, but I hope they televise the, the funeral. They said she gonna lay in state in somewhere in Detroit for two days, I think. And then they're, I hope they televise it just like they did Whitney's funeral because I would I want to watch it. And she I might even stay home that day if, if it's a work day. Hopefully it's not. But uh, just I hate to see her go. She is there will never be another. Um, oh yeah. So um, I don't have. I don't have Genghis kicks right now. I'll, I'll post them tomorrow because there's a pair that I'm waiting on. I can't. I've been looking for the image, but I can't get it. Um, but I'll, I'll have some Genghis kicks for y'all tomorrow. Um, yeah. So I hope that I didn't ramble too much for y'all. But like, this is just fuck out my face. Fuck out my face. Fuck out my face. Matter of fact, that's the name of this episode. Fuck out my face. I'm just tired and tired and tired. Everybody loud. Everybody wrong. Nobody could just take a breath and just be quiet. You don't even always got to say something. Just shut the fuck up sometime. Like, you don't always have to have a comment. You don't always have to have something to say. You don't always have to rebuttal. You don't always have to have a clap back. Like, you don't. Just let motherfuckers talk. Like, I'm just tired of foolery being elevated. That's how you get Donald Trump as president, because everybody just want to say, say their little bit and say their little piece. I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with, I mean, I know he should be impeached. I don't know if he will be. I don't know where the Democrats are. I don't, I, I don't know. We're going to wait and see. But this is, um, that's been enough for today. It's episode 166. Thanks for asking. Uh, fuck out my face. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, please rate me. Please like me. Please leave uh, comments on iTunes. Um, I check, I see y'all reviews. Thanks for retweeting me. Thanks for telling your friends. Some of y'all be adding people. Let them know about the podcast, I really appreciate it, um, you know, just, um, thanks, and like, you know, hit me up on KMGZ, the podcast emails, thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com, but I haven't checked in in a while, cause hopefully if y'all got something, y'all will hit me up at KMGZ, oh, you know, and if y'all, another thing, if y'all know some fly kicks coming out, um, send them to me, I, hopefully y'all know my style by now, cause some of y'all be sending me sneaks, and I be like, them shits is trash, what are those, so, like, some of y'all, y'all know my style a little bit, um, you know, if y'all want to see something on Genghis K, send them to me, I'll review them, I'll let you know, like, what's up with them, alright, so, um, that's it for this episode, this one's a little long, but I think the one last week was short, and it's been some short ones, so, um, yeah, see y'all next week, peace.